What's up, everybody? It's Friday night. Be a quick episode, I promise. So I want to try to get you thinking rather than for me to give you the answers. Maybe I'll give you the question. You spend a little bit of time thinking about which way you want to have it. Um, you know, maybe you listen to this leading into the crossover tonight and they talk about some of the topics that I'm going to kind of bring to the fore here. I was thinking about it today because a lot of stories, a lot of, uh, a lot of auctions ending yesterday. Both uh, PWCC had their uh, premiere. Golden had a weekly that is auction ending this weekend. You know, looking at the prices of certain cards and, you know, looking at, you know, how many people are bidding. Um, you know, I'm still keeping an eye on eBay um, to see how many people are watching certain items, um, see what certain things are selling for, and then compare them to the way it was back in, you know, I mean, I'm going to say pre-COVID, but you know, before that, because let's just do it this way. You see a lot of stories, a lot of, you know, content out there about how we need um, more collector content. Um, Josh, who I'm a fan of, well, Cardboard Chronicles, a lot of posts recently about how, you know, there should be more collector-focused content. And, you know, he used to do it, and, you know, he'd go back to doing what he did, the Cardboard Chronicles. And, you know, I know Chris uh, Hoge with House of Jordans, and, you know, he gets stacking slabs. And the funny thing about it, if you think about it, is that those guys, they do the crossover now weekly. They used to do that other content. And, you know, while they're – weekly show gets a lot of people in in the chat a lot of people in the live including myself i think it's entertaining it's great stuff a lot of the people who are in there i would say probably the vast majority of it were not around when they were making their content they were not around pre-covid they were not around in 2015 2016 you know when you could buy a hoops box for well under 100 bucks when you could buy a prism retail box at retail um, you were able to buy it, you know, for, for $55, $60, uh, when blasters were really blasters and you could buy them at Target and Walmart for $19.99 because there weren't people around. Um, and when there weren't people around, I guess my episode here is chicken or the egg. What comes first, right? Does the good content bring people or do we have to have the people and then make that content for them. But will the people stay if that's the only kind of content? So it's it's a fun little thing that that you know when you uh, when you when you put up a message out there like that about how you know there's too much stupidity, there's too much you know nonsense and clown behavior, and you name it. Well, I wonder who we're talking about, right? So I, I just off the top of my head. What I'm going to think about is what this landscape was like, what this, you know, this hobby, this industry, this space was like before this most recent run-up, before this, you know, craziness of COVID. You can go back a little before that. Like, you know, what did it look like in 2018, right? 2017, 2016? You back, and sure, there are plenty of people there. Most of them are the louder ones now, talking about how. It should go back to the way it was. That we got to focus on collecting and this whole flippy dippy stuff that happened. This whole you know treat cards like stocks, give plays, buy today and sell tomorrow. It wasn't healthy, and we go back to the way that it was. Well, the way that it was. I enjoyed the mid collective. That wasn't there. 
I think that what Prism God is doing with Culture Collision is fantastic. I think it's, you know, his fourth show coming up in 2024, which if you do a little bit of math there, means before COVID, back at the time we were talking about, there wasn't Culture Collision. There wasn't an attempt to bring that show, to bring a different type of collector in and try to mix sneakerheads with card collectors, you know, to try to add fun to it, a three-on-three basketball game, to try to add that stuff. Um, Santiago Sports, I think they opened their first store in 2020. I mean, he's got 40,000 Instagram followers, just didn't exist before this most recent fun, this crazy time. Now, I'm sure he existed. I'm sure he was doing something, but the Santiago Sports that you know of today with its 40,000 followers on Instagram, nope. Backyard Breaks, nope. They just weren't here. And they have 136,000 followers on Instagram or something like that the last time I looked. And, you know, I'm sure there are some people out there listening to this and saying, so what? I loved this hobby. I love this place before all that nonsense. And I don't watch that nonsense anyway. I don't watch Backyard Breaks. They're not good for the hobby. Does it have to be that black or white? Does it have to be they're bad? We need it without them. We need content focusing just on the cards themselves and telling me the difference between Fleer Brilliance, you know, and, and Essential Credentials and which one's the better one and why. Okay, that's good content. I, I get it. You know, I could enjoy that. I'd love to learn a little bit about that as well. But does that bring in the masses? And do the masses stay for that? And again, I know the collectors out there probably saying, oh, we don't care about the masses. We just want to enjoy our cards. I ask you to really think for a second if that's what you want. Think for a second if you want this space to look like it did in 2015, 2016. I'm sure there are some people who say yes. I'm sure. I think you're in the minority, though. Is there anything bad for anybody? A little bleak of trading. Throwing free trading events. You know, trying to put a little cool uh, cool space with street cred. You know, bringing athletes. I met a bunch of athletes there. Had some really good pizza there. Place for, you know, folks to hang out, trade, do some events. Wasn't there. Just wasn't part of it. You know who else wasn't there? Fanatics. This growth that came, this, you know, this... Injection of folks, injection of people, nostalgia, you know, the COVID bump, the flippy dippy, the crazy run, the mug life, Gary V, youth injection of fun that came in here. It, I believe, played a large role in bringing fanatics into the space and their goal of 10xing it, however you want to define that. And again, I know there are people out there saying, so what? You know, there are people out there saying, I don't care about that. You know, take I can take Fanatics and leave them there. Nah, they got three super factors. <laughs> you know, I wanted to go back to the way it was. Do you? So last night in uh, PWCC's auction, there were a bunch of cards I was looking at. And I watched as a lot of cards, you know, are down. But they're not down from when you guys who were here in 2015 were just talking to each other. They're all up, which means that a lot of you have been able to collect better, collect the cards you want, because since you were lucky enough to be collecting before this run-up, 
the value of your cards significantly improved, went up significantly because of this influx of new blood, because of the eyeballs and attention brought by the people who you now are saying make the type of content that you don't like, you were the benefit of that because you were here before and your cards were not selling for what they sell for. And again, I know there are people out there saying, I don't care what these sell for. I like them. I want my cards because I like my cards. But let's just say you happen to have you know, purchased early on a LeBron RPA and watched the price go up, sold it high, watched the price come down a little bit and were able to buy back into one. That would be fortuitous. And that's just one example, right? I was watching last night's auction and I was looking at one of the out of 25 um, messy solely game cards. Really cool card. Been on it myself. Obviously, I wasn't winning it because I just don't believe in soccer cards. But there are collectors out there who do. And there are probably some collectors out there saying, I want it to be the way that it was. I, I want it to go back to the way that it wasn't. What's funny about that is I'm going to have to call bullshit because the people who own that messy card. The last time it sold in 2018, it sold for $3,000. Sold for you know $5,000, maybe a better version. And last night, it sold for $25. So do you really want it to go back to the way that it was? Because maybe you had two of those. And maybe a year or two ago, you sold one. And you were able to buy a whole bunch of other messy cards because you're a messy collector. And you were able to build up that messy collection the way you wanted to. Maybe the company you started went up in value. Maybe the, uh, the breaking business you started is, you know, able to, you know, make some money so you can buy cards. And maybe you started a podcast. Who the heck knows? You know, look at Tiger LeBron. That wasn't here before COVID. I don't know. Maybe there are people out there saying that they could do without that too. But I guess the conclusion that I have for you is. You know, even if you don't love the names that I threw out there, you know, the Culture Collision Show or Backyard Breaks. Or, I mean, you could probably come up with a thousand other examples, just some that I came up with off the top of my head. Does it have to be either or? You know, there are different types of offenses in the NFL, different types of offenses that work. I guess if you have Derrick Henry on your team, you don't need to be throwing the ball all over the place. Doesn't the same thing work for the hobby? Isn't one of the things that we say, even us collectors, well, don't let anybody tell you how to collect. Don't let anybody tell you how to spend your own money. Don't let anybody tell you how to enjoy your time in the hobby. Because I think you run the risk of, while well, virtue signaling, I, I, I want to make sure, I'm not addressing Josh here. That was just the beginning when we were talking about that. But his message is sort of, you know, going to make it easy for me. It's, it's what made me think about this today. But let's put up. I agree with it, by the way. I think we should have more collector content. I think we should have more card talk, for lack of a better way of putting it. But I also don't want to, you know, throw out the baby, you know? I want to make sure that, you know, the, the collectors out there are mindful of the fact that their collections have most likely grown because of this expansion in the hobby. And this expansion of the hobby is in large part, I believe, due to the various types of content, the various types of people who have come in. You know, the additional breakers that are in there 
hell, there are people out there who you know, message me saying that, you know, the, the Blends poker stuff is silly and, you know, that I shouldn't be posting about it because what does that have to do with cards? But that, I think that's short-sighted. I mean, you got, you know, somebody who, by the way, has been in the hobby before COVID, somebody who he and his brothers have been in this for a long time. I mean, they used to live pretty close to me, and we used to buy our cards from the same guy, you know? And he's still there, that guy. But, you know, this dude just won a million three playing poker, and he's sitting there opening up boxes of cards, you know, in the middle of this huge poker tournament. That's going to bring eyeballs. Maybe not the right eyeballs, right? You know, I mean, maybe you don't want gamblers here. <laughs> Who knows? But I believe that anything that expands the user base is good for us all, good for collectors. Even if you're not selling your cards, right? It's more people who are interested in the cards you have, more people who will be interested to hear that content that you're producing. So, And that's really what it comes down to, right? What makes the idea of putting collector content out there now better? What makes the idea of, of let's put that collector? Because there is a wide enough fan base to consume it. There's enough people out there right now who will listen to those podcasts or watch those YouTube videos. The reason I think they're here is in large part because of this new type of, you know, collector, this new type of investor, this new type of hobby participant, whatever you want to call them, this new type of content, this new type of show. And I think it, the better way of doing this is trying to find a way for it all to kind of coexist, for it all to kind of be there. That way you're not alienating a certain type of person who likes certain things. I'm sometimes guilty of it myself. I know um, Ziggy listens to my stuff and watches it all the time in comments, and I appreciate it. But you know, sometimes I come down on breaking a little bit. He's very quick in the comments to say, you know, I just I don't get breaking. He loves breaking, and you know, breaking is good for somebody like him. He's able to get into like top gilded and buy the team he likes, buy the Phillies, and not have to spend seven hundred dollars a box. Everybody has their own way of doing it. If your way of doing it is making collector-based content, talking about the cards, please, by all means, go ahead and do it. If there's anything I can do to help you with it, lean on me. I think I did a little Jordan content, a little Jeter content, Griffey content. I used to do that stuff way back in the day before I had my own show. But I guess my point is let's not swing the pendulum all the way back to where it was because I think a lot of those – People who call themselves collectors right now, sitting happy with their collections, might not be too happy if the values went down to what they were before the masses came in. It's just my way of thinking. I could be wrong. And there's my quick Friday episode. I'll see you guys later. Take care.